Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I, of course, am your host, Christine Gritman. Welcome to those of you joining us via your podcast player of choice. Be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand with new episodes dropping every single Monday, each one interviewing a different guest expert on a specific topic of branding. And that, of course, is brought to you by the Adweek Podcast Network. Or perhaps you're here for the video podcast. Hi! That drops every single Friday on my YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe over there as well. Oh, hey, and in between the Monday podcast and the Friday video podcast, we want to hear from you on the topic of the week. That's what Chat About Brand is for. Join me over at C. Gritman on Twitter every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern for Chat About Brand, which is always on that week's topic. This week's topic, by the way, is all about branding via multimedia storytelling. It's great to have a brand. Brands are great. But, you know, how do you let people know about that brand? How do you convey that brand? How do you get people invested in that brand so that they follow that brand, so that they know, like, and trust that brand? Gotta give my usual shout out to Bob Berg there. So today we are going to be speaking to Scott Newman of Work by Work, which is a creative agency that also runs the On Air Fest, which is a festival devoted to podcasting. But they don't just do podcasting. Scott loves all sorts of brand storytelling, all sorts of brand creative, all sorts of content strategy. And we're going to get into how telling that brand story with your content is really where it's at. So without any further ado, let's bring Scott on. Hello, Scott! Hey, Christine. Hi, welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. Are you ready to talk about brand? I'm ready. Let's go. Me too. I was born ready to talk about brand, Scott Newman. All right. So first, I would love for you to tell me, you at Work by Work do all sorts of, you know, creative strategy and branding. So I'd love to start out by asking you what you consider branding to be. How do you describe branding? Oh, man. Wow. Big question to start things off. I mean, I guess for me... You know, we think about branding in a very expansive way. You know, I mean, I think, you know, it's identity, it's a look, it's a story, it's a feel, it's it's how someone else describes your brand, your product, your company, your project. Um, so when, you know, when we attach or, you know, take on a branding project in particular, you know, it doesn't always come from a place of like, we need an identity system or a logo which obviously is like a really important part of being a strong brand. But we think about it in terms of like, what is the story? What is the takeaway? Why does this brand exist? What's What audience does it serve? Who does it inspire? What problems, what community is be, being built around it? And that's where 
things like podcasts, um, video, events, all ways in which we interact around a brand or around an organization are what we consider within the realm of branding. And when we take on these types of projects, we try to come at it from a very high level place like that. What kind of high level place? Like first, I'd I'd actually love to dig into just discussing what you mean by the brand story. I imagine it's not like, you know, the Brady Bunch story of just like, hi, we decided to start this company. You know, what is the brand story? How do you come at that? Because it sounds like that's a really core element of everything else that you do. Okay. So, you know, we have On Air Fest, which is our, our flagship uh, podcast festival and, and, and cultural event that focuses on audio storytelling and a whole bunch of other things in, in Brooklyn um, coming up. So maybe, maybe it would be effective to think about some of the branding through the lens of audio uh, a little bit here. We finished a rebrand for the iconic um, radio station and cultural org in um, L.A., KCRW, um, but maybe six or nine months ago. KCRW, as, as you may know, is a NPR news, org, uh, news affiliate, but also a um, cultural organization in Santa Monica that very much stands for music and art and lifestyle and culture. And it's really known in a unique way at the intersection of like music discovery as a radio station and organization but also as an NPR news organization. And what does that mean? You know, what does it mean to be a radio station today? What does it mean to be part of public media today? You know, so back in the day, you could only hear radio on the radio. And you could only, um, the service that a local public radio or even terrestrial radio station might provide would be very localized to the signal, you know, of the radio. But in the digital world, it's very different. What is the need for a local LA organization curating music discovery or curating NPR news? We can connect to NPR news. First of all, through podcasts, you can be anywhere in the world. You don't have to be in a particular place. Second of all, the whole world is connected now in that way when you talk about social media and, you know, uh, digital video and YouTube and so forth. So when, when you say like, hey, what does the KCRW brand stand for? That, that's where we're coming from. It's not just like, what is the logo? But it, it sort of is this value proposition. Like, what does it mean to be of a place? What does it mean to have a point of view that is maybe uniquely L.A.? And how does that translate across channels? Uh, and that's a content company, but across channels through its content and its narrative. So that's how we think about things. And, you know, we at once do the identity system, but also the story that plays out across there. And, you know, our, our sort of like hero positioning there was that KCRW is your always on connection to music, news, culture in L.A. Love that. Now, as you pointed out, that is an example of specifically a content company. So the importance of their story, the relevance of their story, and how they play it out via content is a little bit laid out there once you have that kernel of what that brand stands for. What about a brand where it's a little less obvious how they would convey and tell that story? What if it's a brand that, you know, sells products or services, for example, 
and they're trying to figure out how they tell their story when telling their story isn't specifically the crux of what they do as their business. I mean, everything is a story, you know, like I, I think like maybe I would challenge that idea that a content company is more like storytelling focused, not that you're fighting for that idea or anything, but like, you know, it, it's all about the story, right? Story equity is the whole thing these days. First of all, we know that consumers want to align with brands, companies, organizations that they feel match with their own core values or their own interests. You know, we know that consumers have more options than ever because it's a global marketplace to decide who they're going to do business with, where they're going to go, what content they're going to consume. So it's all about point of view and story. Um, and we're always going to come at it from that place. I don't think it's um, uh, a separate thing to think about content companies. I mean, in some ways, I think every company is a content company, you know, it's like why you exist and how that's communicated, you know, is, is really the whole thing I think in the modern, in modern branding. That makes sense to me as a content creator, a content consumer. I'm I'm all about that type of storytelling. There are some brands and industries that kind of struggle with that. They figure out, you know, how am I going to tell a story that people are actually going to want to listen to? Who's going to subscribe to their dentist's podcast? You know, <laughs> because we are at a point now in the market where that's a thing. So um, when it comes to a company, you know, where they're being told, you have to tell your story, you have to be out there, you have to have a digital presence, you have to be creating content and all of that. You know, how do you make sure that there's an alignment there of telling the right story to the right people in the right way, as opposed to just hopping onto a content type or a social media platform or something of that nature, because everyone's on it. Because again, like your dentist doesn't necessarily have to be on TikTok. So how can people sort of make sure that they're stretching their boundaries as a brand storyteller while also making sure that there's relevance and a point to doing that particular type of content storytelling? Yeah. I mean, I love that question. I, I think, I guess for me, the reality is like, no, I don't think you need to be a dentist that is on every platform doing all the things that you read about that other people do. I think what's important is to consider what, what, what do I have to say now today that people might, that it might be useful for people to hear. And can it be something that only I can say, and only I can say at this moment, um, I'll just give an example of a of a uh, the, the journalist Rembert Brown who was writing for Grantland for many years and and um, did some other projects with Crooked Media and so forth. He was one of the uh, uh, black journalists, uh, five individuals who were invited on Obama's Air Force One to fly down with Obama to Selma, and there was. Um, the prompt for all of the journalists was you're going to get, you know, a few minutes with the president and you get one question. So, you know, make it a good one <laughs> or whatever. He has a piece, it's called Barack and me. And while it's not about branding necessarily, I think it cuts to the, 
it cuts to the core of how I think about branding and how, you know, we at Work by Work think about branding. Um, the story of the piece, and I'll, I'll let, you know, let the listeners read it, um, is his journey to decide what is the question. Because, you know, there are great questions about the history of Selma and, you know, where we are at, the, at this moment or at that moment. But is that the question? Is that the question that should come from him? Is that the question to this president? You know, there are maybe great questions about, you know, um, being a black president or, or this moment in time, you know, but again, is, the, is that the question? And he goes through this exercise and it's less about the question that he lands on, but I encourage our clients and our partners and we try to help them, you know, what can be said now and what can you represent that is like uniquely you that other people aren't saying or can't say, and that is made for this moment. And if like, if you can answer, you know, if you can be strong on all three fronts, then you, then you have a story and you have a thing a brand can be built on. If you can't, then we need to work on that. And we need to really challenge, like, why do we exist here? If it's just for profits, you know, then we have to center that in a different way. But hopefully there is something of substance and meaning and, and that is authentic, that we can build a story around. And then the look and feel, the design system, the event signage, the event strategy, the media plan, the marketing, the creative, the influences that get aligned, it all falls into place really easily because you know the North Star and you know what we represent as a big idea. So that's figuring out what to say and how. How do you get people to listen? How, how do you really make it clear that you do have this story, you are putting it out there in a consumable format? How do you get those people? Well, I mean, so in podcasts in particular or just in general? Just in general. Whatever content you're putting out there, I mean, anyone can talk. Getting people to actually listen is um, the second part of that struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so what I mean, are some I, ways to do that? I appreciate that question, too. I mean, I think, first of all, oftentimes, you know, we're focused as an industry on the idea of scale. And it's 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 a it's a warning or a flag to me because, you know, at times, yes, scale is very important. But if we're really trying to engage people you know, human beings, um, the right ears versus the most ears is, is an approach that we like to support. You know, um, if you have one buyer of your product, put that person on a pedestal, you know, let's really think about how they become the ambassador. You know, brand is like, it's sort of like more about what an, other people say about your brand than what you say about your brand. And I think even if there are just a few product consumers at first, you know, how do they get inspired and share? I think teams are really important. You know, oftentimes in our process, we, first of all, we're incredibly inclusive. When we come in to a team, you know, often there is an in-house design team. There may be a very experienced and strong marketer, you know, so how do we bring that outside perspective that an agent that only an agency can bring? And then how do we make it very inclusive? Because I think the teams are the initial ambassadors for the brand. So when we want to attract more listeners, I think we want to do it through the core community that's there. Um, that would be my short answer to is like, 
How do we build on that core that is already there? And if it's you and you're the story and you're the product, then it starts with you and the people around you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and then it, it should sort of expand from there. And I don't think you should do everything, but do things. Use social media, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, but do it with intent and optimize for the channels. It's a common mistake, I think, first of all, to do everything everywhere. We made news or somebody wrote something about us and we put it on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and our website and we send an email. And, you know, the reality is, you know, maybe we want to think about what can we do on a particular channel that is sort of bespoke to that channel and how do we engage in that channel in a way that's more useful and more sticky, you know? So we, we think about things like that. And I would say build slow and strong, and then you get momentum at a certain point. Now that all tees me up perfectly for the next question. And I hate this question. (laughs) You Uh might as well as someone who also comes at it from a very creative standpoint, very brand oriented standpoint. I like to say my favorite KPI is vibes, but you work with clients. So I'm sure you get this question a lot, which is, how do you really assess what's working when it comes to your brand storytelling? How do you assess which initiatives to build on and which initiatives to maybe say, okay, we tried it? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to brand story, I think if people are talking, that's the biggest KPI that we encourage, you know? Um, you know, of course, clients come with, with lots of KPIs. And if it's more like, you know, uh, you know, product marketing, or if there are particular campaign goals, you know, and we have tactics and ways that we deliver that. But in terms of brand story, brand perception, you know, you want people talking. So that's the number one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Speaking of talking, um, let's focus on the specific element of brand storytelling that connected us initially and that we are participating in right now, which is podcasting. So podcasting, of course, has been around for years, and I feel like it was I feel like it's having another really big jolt again. I feel I feel like since the pandemic, vocal storytelling, audio storytelling Mm -hmm. is kind of having, I can't say a renaissance because it never went away, but um, I'd love to hear from you sort of why you feel it has remained such a strong choice. I mean, I think a lot of us thought that when 
live video became a thing and video was really having its moment, which is not, I mean, video's moment isn't over, but it's shifted. I think a lot yeah. of us thought, well, who's going to listen to a podcast when you could be, you know, watching them talking live right there in front of you. But people are, a lot of people prefer podcasts. Mm -hmm. Podcasts are still going strong. So what is it about podcasts that really makes it an effective channel? Mm. Okay. So for me, the thing about podcasts that makes it an effective channel is the, the talent that have gravitated to the medium. And that's first and foremost. The things that you will read about if you were to Google that question or read reports are, you know, the intimacy of, you know, wearing headphones and having, you know, a voice in your ear that is, you know, even tempered or whatever it is that, that you settle into long form. Um, they will talk about the ability to do two things at once, hands free. And eyes free, you can be listening while commuting, listening while doing the dishes, listening while practicing something, you know, with your hands or whatever. And that that's all very real. But I think the magic is in the talent. What happened was, you know, there was a blog, boom, there was the video, boom. In two podcasts have been around for a long time in 2000. 13, 14, you know, serial um, sort of popped the, the whole industry, you know, with, with that serialized story of, um, you know, of, uh, and I'd say what happened was a lot of people woke up to like, wow, this is really meaningful. And maybe I can play with this space. Um I was doing some work with White Hotel in, in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, in, I want to say, 2009, 2010, when they first opened. We were doing cultural storytelling, um, video profiles of artists and neighborhood guides, and kind of kind of like um, painting a picture of, of where their home was to attract, you know, people to the, to the hotel. And I was meeting with the owners and they were like what's happening in podcasting is it like pirate radio and it struck a chord for me that phrase because i thought wow you know since serial happened you know a lot of people became inspired producers in public media who sat behind the mic now were like you know what i have a story to tell i'm going to go in front of the mic and i'm going to tell that story artists said like you know i have a way that I want to express myself that maybe isn't my, my other mediums, you know, publishers, writers, journalists who were not in radio, you know, were like, you know what? I can grab the mic and I can tell a story. And I think the excitement about podcasts and what has fueled it over this time is the creative energy that has come into the medium. So we run on air fest and on air fest is a, um, cultural organization. We have a flagship yearly creative festival in Brooklyn called On Air Fest, and it's hosted at White Hotel. It's our spiritual home. It's our physical home. We also have an LA version, and we also have some special programs and a residency and all these kind of ways that we engage the community and and inspire the space. But at the core, you know, it was the hotel saying, 
is this a creative medium? You know, is this an art form? And that's what we uh, subscribe to. And that's how we cultivate the event. And that's why I think podcasting is still so interesting. There's a world and, you know, there's been a lot of commodification. There's been a lot of uh, uh, acquisitions. The industry is consolidated. Incidentally, we do a lot in the industry. Uh, we branded the Podcast Academy, which is one of the, you know, leading membership organizations for the for the industry of podcasting. We co-present Hopod Summit, which is Hopod is a industry trade newsletter um, that was um, created and edited and written by Nick Nick Qua, who is now a Vulture culture critic. And you know, Vox and Vulture acquired Hopod, and we we co-produced the Hopod Summit with Nick Qua. It's a, a senior level industry executive. Um, business summit. And so we're very involved in the industry side and obviously through on Airfest, the creator side and the creative side. We do a lot of big launches with the likes of, you know, Audible and ESPN, but also, you know, experimental projects or projects that feed, um, you know, niche communities. And we were talking about like the, the how to get people to listen. I think service, service a core audience, you know, and, and people will listen, try to talk to everybody. And you will be talking to nobody. Um, La Brega, a wonderful show out of WNYC Studios. Um, we have Life Kit this year from NPR. Talk House, um, doing incredible music storytelling where musicians and artists, you know, come together and and speak. And so that's kind of like our jam, you know, is that it really is a little bit about the medium, but a whole lot more about what you bring to the medium. And we know and we recognize as a culture that film is an art form. Art is an art form. Music is an art form, you know? So is audio an art form? And and that's what we're sort of standing behind. I love that. Um, As you said, (laughs) podcasting is an art form, and it can also be a form of entertainment, a form of information, Um, what would you say to businesses who are kind of wondering if there's a place for them in podcasting? They're like, well, I'm not creating art. I'm, you know, building a brand for my business. So, so how might they approach it differently or not differently? Yeah, good question. I mean, I would say like, I would go back to that, that sort of like methodology that we talked about earlier, you know, like, is there something to be said now? Does it need to be said by you? Do you, are you the only one that can say it, you know? And then, and if you can answer all that and there's someone ready to hear it, then the answer is yes, explore podcasting. You know, if the answer is no, but I feel like, ah, people talk about podcasting, I should do it. You know, it probably won't work, or at least it probably won't do what you expect it to do. Maybe it'll do something else. And there's a lot to be said for just, just do something. You know, and and it goes somewhere, but I would I would really center you know the needs of the audience and the clarity that you have in your heart and in the core of your business. And as you said before, go forward into making a podcast. Go ahead. And as you said before, the way you'll know it's working is if people are talking. Uh, speaking of people talking, I'm curious about your your feelings on the rise of audio social, which is I think um, partially responsible, you know, or kind of dovetails nicely with what I consider kind of the 
second rise of podcasting that's happening. So we saw, mm-hmm. of course, Clubhouse go nuts. Um, and then, you know, Twitter Spaces has happened. LinkedIn has audio events now. So um, I'm curious about your feelings on audio social and, and how that can fit into a brand storytelling strategy as well as a unique form. Mm, I mean, what I love, okay, about... So we, we are moving into a... Um, uh, a sort of like post on demand era, you know, maybe we've been there for a while, but people want live and they want exclusive and they want to connect, you know? And I think what worked about clubhouse originally was the idea that we can connect and we can connect live and that you had to be there. So you know, you're talking to someone who's also equally invested in the idea of events and experiences, you know, on Airfest is a festival. Um, incidentally, we have a new vertical this year that we're going to be presenting it on Airfest. It's called the podcast experience. It's a fan experience. Essentially, it's an exhibition of five podcasts, including Radio Lab, My Favorite Murder, Sonos Object of Sound, and a few others. You step into the room and it's an, it's an interactive storytelling, you know, experience. And I think where live social or where social audio meets this idea is just in ways that we can like engage in very um, non-ephemeral ways. And that's the part that I think is exciting. You know, there's also like audiograms and people post, you know, video content that's audio and I, I think we have less of a point of view about that. I haven't seen like that much success in that kind of stuff or the best use of that kind of thing. But I just know that people want to connect. We are inundated with too much on-demand content. And audio can help us in that way, whether it is we rally around particular ideas or we literally come together on a group phone call you know, which is essentially what some of these platforms do. I love that point of view about coming around something that is live and happening in that moment. I mean, it seems like a weird connection to make, but I feel like I saw that with a show like White Lotus, which instead of dropping, I I haven't watched it, but I saw all the conversation happening on Twitter, you know, and the idea of parceling it out so everyone's experiencing the same thing at the same time and talking about it as opposed to just dropping a whole season at once in our on-demand culture. Um, I think that that's a really great point. There's a there's a benefit to shared experience. <laughs> I think that's one of the challenges with podcasting too. Like, you know, the, depending on who you ask, there's somewhere between, you know, 2 million and, and 6 million, you know, um, in the, individual podcasts, podcast feeds, you know, and, you know, how a, a small percentage are active, a smaller percentage are, have a, have a share of, you know, have a significant share of the overall listener base and, you know, and so on and so forth. But I mean, I think, I think it's really important to create some kind of urgency and, you know, I think that's where events come into play right now. And also maybe that is the thing that this whole YouTube movement with podcasting will, will come into, 
you know, we used to we used to have to sit in front of the television and, and watch the thing or put on the radio and watch the thing or go to the game, you know, and see the see the game. And with everything being on demand. So I wonder if the new luxury is sort of like you can't have it. Um, we've certainly seen a lot of success with our brand clients and with our own events around. It's not on demand. It's a thing that you're invited to. It's an experience, whether digital or 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 real or or IRL, that you can be a part of it. It seems to resonate a little differently and and maybe a little better. So I'm interested in seeing how that works going forward. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for being here today to talk about telling your brand story via all sorts of methods, especially podcasting. Tell the good yeah. folks at home where they can find you, why they should find you, and what they will find there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, well, the, you know, the creative agency is work by work. It's uh, work X work at work X work or works at work X work.com. The festival is on air fest. It's on air fest.com. Uh, the next event is February 23rd to the 25th in Brooklyn. And as I mentioned, as part of this year's festival, we're introducing the first ever immersive fan experience for podcasts. We have interactive exhibitions by Radiolab, On Being, My Favorite Murder, Object of Sound, and The Heart. And you can get tickets and explore that at experiencepodcasts.com. Well, as someone who's going to be there myself, I certainly hope the My Favorite Murder immersive experience isn't too immersive. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that goes. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. It was great talking to you. That was very funny, Christine. Good. good (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for all your work um, championing these kinds of stories. I'll see you in a couple of weeks in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) And I will hopefully see you next week right here on Let's Talk About Brand. If you are listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand from the Adweek Podcast Network on your podcast player of choice so that you get the new episodes every single Monday. Or perhaps you're joining us on YouTube. This is a great space to join us as well. Be sure to subscribe to Christine Gritmaning on YouTube, where the video podcast drops every Friday. And in between, we want to hear from you. Join Chat About Brand on Twitter every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern. I'm Christine Gritman. I've been here with Let's Talk About Brand. Be sure to join us next week when I'll be back interviewing a different smart guest expert about a different topic relating to branding. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. 
for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. 